As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday evening. A huge show on the way for you. The Joker, John O'Shea, talks to us ahead of his debut at Alexandra Palace in the PDC World Championship. Cork Hurling manager Pat Ryan was at the launch of the 2023 Co-op Superstars Munster Hurling League. He spoke ahead of the new season along with player Damon Catalan. We'll also hear from the Kerry and Limerick camps who were in the same group as Cork in that competition, as well as Tipperary legend Owen Kelly, who was a Waterford selector for 2023 with Davy Fitz. And of course, we look ahead to Munster v Northampton. We're going to hear from Dennis Leamy a little bit later on. That's all coming up before 7. Listening to the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock and uh, quite a lot to get through. Uh, let's start off, of course, by looking at the third place playoff at the World Cup in Qatar. Croatia beat Morocco a little earlier on uh, 2 1, the final score there. Josko Vardial fired the Croats in front after seven minutes, but the African side hit back through Derry two minutes later only. Um, and then it was Mislav Orsic with a fantastic goal to restore Croatia's lead. And it was uh, shortly before halftime, it was enough for them to clinch the bronze medal. An interesting game. Uh, the second half mainly consisted of uh, the Moroccan players haranguing the referee around the pitch uh, and chasing him down and uh, asking for decisions and fair enough there might have been one or two decisions but Croatia didn't exactly have it all their own way either they were denied a fairly uh, well it looked uh, it was described as stonewall by Alan Cawley on commentary uh, a penalty in the second half I think it was uh, Kovacic that went down under the challenge of Amrabat uh, so okay, probably evened itself out uh, towards the end Morocco had their chance at the end a header uh, just going over the bar but uh, yeah what a what a World Cup for the African side it was I suppose a bit disappointing alright that you know they could have been the first ever African team to win a medal at a World Cup and that chance has gone a begging but it, you have to say at come the next World Cup um, if they can keep that group together and maybe bring in a few more players uh, they'll have a, a good chance of, of getting back to uh, at least a, into through the group stages and going on a run maybe as well with the experience they've picked up here but uh, yeah it was a big chance for them but you could see how much it meant to Croatia as well you know they were quick to, to run onto the pitch and celebrate it and uh, even Modric 
just the desire in him, you know, uh, like a man who's nothing to prove to anybody, anybody but going in, rushing into challenges, winning the ball back for Croatia and getting his country over the line. Probably his last, well, I'm sure it is his last ever uh, World Cup game. Uh, so it was nice to see him go out with a bronze medal. Will Lionel Messi be going out with a gold or silver one tomorrow? France versus Argentina, three o'clock kickoff. Um, it's certainly going to be an interesting game. I've said it all tournament and it just hasn't really mattered that Argentina are just simply not good enough. <laughs> They're not good enough to, to go and win the World Cup. Or I said that they weren't good enough to, to beat the Netherlands and I said they weren't good enough to beat Croatia, but hey, that isn't exactly... Uh, panned out has it but it's not been a, a competition for making predictions has it uh, such has been the nature of how unpredictable it has been but France are certainly the favourites you would say reigning champions uh, 62 I think was it Brazil Was it, were, they were the last team to defend the World Cup um, they're on the cusp of, of history and uh, then you know Lionel Messi can really I suppose stamp his authority on on world football by finally getting his hands on that trophy uh, the same way that uh, Diego Maradona did back in uh, in 1986 so uh, yeah it's a huge one who's going to win it get in touch let us know what do you think is going to happen 0868 106 on WhatsApp at Big Red Bench on Twitter let us know your predictions for the game tomorrow who do you want to win it I know a lot of people want Argentina to win it I know a few people as well though are looking for France to maybe do something historic and pull off uh, a back-to-back World Cup so let us know 0868 104 Big news here in Ireland this week was the news that Republic of Ireland manager Vera Poe um, was mentioned in a report of misconduct in America. Now, uh, Vera Poe has denied all allegations made against her in the report released in the US earlier this week. She was named in the report Wednesday um, by uh, the NWSL who have alleged misconduct. Uh, and there's a couple of different um, allegations uh, in the report and different people involved as well. Poe was manager of Houston Dash in 2018. In a statement, the Ireland boss said the allegations were an insult to her personal values and her behaviour as coach. Speaking to the media at FAI headquarters yesterday, Poe addressed claims in the report she shamed players for their weight. So what I'm accused for is that I've been saying that players were too big. This is absolute nonsense. I don't care about uh, about the body compo- composition of players. I really don't care about it. Um, I don't care about fat percentage. I care about um, if they can execute their tasks and they need to be football fit and there's methods for it as you've seen how we work with the island. Yeah, she came out quite strong yesterday and uh, did right to as well, I would say, and the FBI stuck behind her too. Um, now, look, obviously something like this, you know, you can't just brush it aside, but I think the, f- the way that the report has come out, it's seems to be anonymous uh, sort of allegations and uh, you'd have to say it's quite defamatory as well uh, the way that the report was released. Houston Dash seemed to release uh, an apology. They, they just apologised for players who were mistreated under the current manager who's still there even though there's these allegations and and then under Vera Poe as well and everyone was a bit like well what's going on here um, and she explained herself as well that she tried to get involved in the report and they pretty much 
just denied her uh, her involvement, um, which is just really strange. And then they said that she didn't engage, uh, which is, seems to be false from what Vera Poe was saying. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes on. And uh, look, I'm sure uh, it's not going to affect things in the lead up to the World Cup next year. Celtic left it late to restore their nine point advantage at the top of the Scottish Premiership with a 1 0 victory at Aberdeen. Returning captain Callum McGregor struck the winner in the closing stages of the first comp- competitive game since the World Cup break. Boss Ange Postachoglu said they did enough to score more. I can't remember a game football where we were so dominant and we probably should have won a lot more comfortably but uh, difficult place to come to and uh, yeah, I just thought we were totally in control. Obviously we needed the goal, came late but that's not unusual for us and uh, but yeah, credit to the lads, just really disciplined in our approach. Turning our attention to Gaelic games, Neva Vaughan were defeated in the All-Ireland's Ladies Junior Club Championship final today. Salt Hill knocked got the better of the Cork side, 174 points was the final score with their commiserations. Uh, but a great run, great season for Neva Vaughan. Rory Noonan of The Echo was talking to Noel McDonough, the Neva Vaughan manager, following the All-Ireland Junior final today. Noel, obviously disappointing result today but really when you look back in the year it's been a magnificent year for this team and they gave you everything all through Yeah, it looks it's been a brilliant year if we, if we got the, the choice of losing the All-Ireland final or losing the county we'd have obviously look, getting an All-Ireland final for, for Nathan Bob was tremendous this year great effort by the girls you know, they're very disappointed today but take it over that we'll kick on again next year and most of this team is minor under 21 and there's great years in front of this team if they stay together and I'm sure they will you know as I say it's always disappointing to lose the final there'll be tears this evening but we'll celebrate after you know we must have tightened our back pocket and accounting and if we got that start here we take it all day you know? obviously in the second half they're in fairness to them like you know at half time they were six down but in that second half they really showed their spirit they've shown all year and you know small bit of luck it might have been slightly different yeah I suppose really you know we, we kicked on in the second half we were a bit kind of shell-shocked in the first half with the intensity and once we got the intensity game uh, we we kicked on I mean, we got the four points we were three down and we probably missed two, two to three easy frees you know if you got them could be a little ball game but of course losing a player half through the, the second half was a, was a killer blow and uh, you know when you don't 14 and trying to get back four points lead is very difficult obviously you said it there like losing Rosie was obviously you know a bit of a blow but in fairness the girls really really responded like and they put it up to them they did yeah. even in the, with 15 minutes to go in the second half uh, you'd have to say who had 14 was it we had our day of 14 you know? we really pushed up on them and we put them under pressure but you know we left gaps at the back then of course and the last goal came from the gaps at the back that you leave you know but look we had to take the chance and we did and you know we paid the price but we're willing to do that you know just, uh, as you said it was a learning curve for them here today but no doubt they'll bounce back next year because oh yeah but I mean I mean Salty are a fantastic team you know they're a really athletic really young team and they will be intermediate senior in a few years to come and you know we'll, we'll learn every day we go and um, playing good teams that is we will learn a lot from this you know and uh, we'll be stronger for it yeah, commiserations once again to Neva Vaughan, but they can be very happy with the season they put in. Just a quick score update, and it's really been a horror show for Ulster in this year's Heineken Champions Cup. They're trailing 19-0 in the Aviva Stadium, in an in an empty Aviva Stadium, to Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle. Obviously, the game couldn't go ahead at Kingspan Stadium due to a frozen pitch. Um and obviously it follows on from a total drubbing last week as well at the hands of Sale Shark so it's uh, it's it's their European season over you, you would imagine anyway 19-0 uh, after 27 minutes and that is why Munster are still better than Ulster because it just that does not happen to Munster teams in Europe Tomás O'Leary mentioned it last week how Ulster are 
a lot of people would say they're the second best team in Ireland now, obviously behind Leinster. Um, but look, it's still Munster. If, if you ask me, I know Munster have been great so far in the URC, but that that sort of calamity and collapse in Europe just does not happen to Munster teams in the same way it seems to happen to Ulster. So uh, until they can, until they can. Uh, and until they can build what what Munster have built in Europe, I'm afraid they're they're still they're still uh, they're still below Munster in, in the pecking order for me. Uh, let's turn our attention to darts now, and John O'Shea, of course, the Joker, going over to Alexandra Palace, finally getting his chance over there, and it's an incredible story, John. You know, um, only for winning that 2019 uh, World Masters, um, you know, things could have been so different for him, but he's really kicked on now and he's got his tour card. He had a pretty decent year on the floor as well. Here he is now qualified for the PDC World Darts Championship. He's going to take on Darius Labanowskis. Uh, mixed mixed bag for, for Irish dart throwers so far. Um, Tyrone's Nathan Rafferty got a win which was good for him. Unfortunately, Meads Keen Barry just did not perform at all. Lost 3-0 to uh, Samson of, of South Africa, which was just really poor because um, I'm afraid that, you know, Samson, look, did, did okay, but the average, I think, averaging, you know, low 80s, uh, a lot, some of the sets were, were only high 70s average. Uh, so, uh, poor one for Keen Barry. Willie O'Connor, though, Fantastic performance by him last night, beating Bo Greaves 3 0 in what was an incredibly difficult situation. Bo Greaves, 18 year old um, women's World Arts Federation champion, uh, a bit of a sensation. She's a fantastic darts player and will be uh, going forward. But uh, Willie O'Connor did very, very well, of course, the Limerick man, to get over the line, to block everything out because it was a total circus. And he said that himself. Uh, it was a very tough draw for him and a uh, great win. He's going to take on Gabriel Clemens. And then Daryl Gurney uh, just came up against Alan Souter, who loves that stage at Alexandra Palace, the Scott, winning 3-0. Daryl Gurney just couldn't get it going at all. I think every leg of the every leg of the match was played, though. Um, every single set was 2-2. Um, so it showed that Gurney was there and thereabouts, but uh, just wasn't enough. Alan Souter going forward and claiming the win. And now John O'Shea taking on Darius Labanowskis. Labanowskis, a man who also loves the stage, loves the big stage. He had a nine-darter last year, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he loves the stage at Alexandra Palace. It's a massive opportunity for John, though. And uh, we're going to hear him talk about it now in, in a minute. But, um, you know, serious opportunity. I think a chance to pretty much double his money. Uh, I think you, you get about seven and a half in the first round. And if you win your first round game, then um, the prize money jumps to 15 uh, in round two. Uh, so it's a massive opportunity for John. Finally there. Uh, let's hear him speaking about it now, his journey to get there and uh, what we can expect on Wednesday night. All right, I'm joined on the line by John O'Shea, the Joker, ahead of his trip over to London, of course, for the PDC World Darts Championship. John, you're a few days away from stepping onto that stage at Alexandra Palace. How are you feeling? Um, I, do you know what? I don't think it's sunk in yet. Um, or else I'm just too, uh, too calm. I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love big stages. Yeah, like you know, it's it's not something you would have imagined a couple of years ago. I suppose you you were close to to retiring from the game, and now here you are. It's quite incredible. I suppose when when I look back when I look back over the years now, look, I think it's everybody's dream to play on that on the Ali Pali stage since they took it to Ali Pali, you know. But when I won the World Masters, it was at Circus Tavern where where before 
Ali Pali, all the world championships were played there, you know. So I got to I got to win on that stage at Circus Tavern, you know. But I I, I got to play at Lakeside as well, and I got to play at the O2 in in London. So I like a big stage. So uh, this 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 is everybody's dream, to be honest, you know. Yeah, you, you can bring all that experience that you've had in all those different stages now to this. And, you you know, as debutants go at a world championship, you're incredibly experienced. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm I no spring chicken, like, you know what I mean? Like, but, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've played this game, you know, I've, I've had ups and I've downs, you know what I mean? I've had, I've had horrible experiences and I've had the best, the best experiences in the world, you know? So yeah, I, I'll I'll feed off the experience, you know. But look, I've never I've never stood in front of four thousand people and played darts, you know. But I know I know I can play the game. So I'm going up there full of confidence. I'm happy with my throw. I'm happy with my setup. I'm happy with everything that's going on at the moment around me. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. How do you reflect on your year on the floor? I suppose the fact that you're in the worlds is a sign that it's been a hugely positive one. Yeah, look, when I got the tour card last year, um, I didn't really have a whole lot of goals. My goal, my goal all along was to get a tour card. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I'd have ever packed up. Um, I know I said I, I, I was going to call it a day, but deep down inside me, I, I was thinking like, you know, if I had packed it up and never got a tour card, I would have probably wrecked my head to the point of if I did get it, would I have been good enough? You know, I always had that in the back of my head, you know, thinking like, oh, if I had retired and I'd be watching it on TV and I'd be saying, you know, I should have kept going maybe and kept trying to get it. You know, I'm delighted I got it in the end, like, you know, but the year, the year ahead or the year, the year just gone by, you know, it's, I had a good year. I, I could have done better. There were, there's parts that I could have done better. Um, and I know from that year's experience on the Pro Tour now, going forward into next year, regardless of what happens next week, I'm going to be a lot more confident. I'm going to be a, an awful lot more dangerous because I have that experience, you know, and now that I've reached a lifetime goal of, of securing a professional card, now the, the work really starts because now you've got to keep it. You know, so I mean, at the start of the year, if someone had said to me, you'd have made Ali Pali, I, I would have just laughed at him. You know, just looking at the names that you're now playing as opposed to what I was playing is like a whole different, it's a whole different gravy altogether, you know. So, um, so yeah, Ali Pali at the start of the year, how to pitch a hand off for it. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you mentioned how you're happy with your setup. Is your setup something you tinker with often? Obviously, look, everyone knows that Peter Wright changes his darts probably hourly at this rate. But uh, for you personally, have you ever tinkered or do you do you look at it often? I did. I did um, a few years back. I did when I got darthitis a few years back. And what got me out of the darthitis was, was tampering with, with a load of different shafts and flights and 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 that's and that's what happened, you know. But um, recently, I stopped that. I stopped doing that. Like I, I probably still mess around with maybe a different type of flight or something like that. But the dart has been the same now for a few years, you know. Um, so I don't, I don't really tamper anymore, you know. But um, yeah, like I said, like you know, the the equipment now that I get from Mission and 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 whatnot, like you know what I mean, is top top notch stuff, like you know, and um. 
yeah, so so I don't really have any issues at the moment. You know, I, I, I was probably demented with points. I, I, I used to love long points, short points. It, it just really depended. And what I used to do was I used to bring the same dart, but I would have maybe two or three different sets of darts with me. But I'd have two or three different sets of points in each of the darts, you know, if, if that makes sense, you know. For me, it was really depending on how I felt that morning, whether the long point was going to work for me or the short point was going to work for me, you know. So I found I found a happy medium now, like, you know. On that, how how um how much has the change of board impacted professional players? I think like even look, I'm I'm a recreational darts player, but I would never even have have looked at buying a unicorn board. Like Winmo was always the the kind of board that you would have looked at at purchasing. I imagine a lot of professionals were very happy when that change was made. Yeah, a lot of they found the boards were very hard on the stage. Um, I think that was going to change eventually, anyway. But uh, as you know, everything is in contract. Like you, you know what I mean. So you just can't, you just can't disperse of a of a company, you know. But there's so many companies out there now with with different boards. Like I, like I, I play on the obviously the Winamo boards when I'm in the PDC. But I get supplied with mission boards for, at home. Like you know, so if they put up a mission board, I would be just quite as happy. Like you know what I mean. Like I, it really depends. Again, there's guys out there with points that they could be dangling there in the board and they won't fall out because they're just whatever design point they have in them. They just won't fall out. Like, But you can see the state of some dark boards after these points. Like, I think Simon Whitlock used um, Allen keys uh, sharp and down at one stage. I was like, right, well, that's going a little bit too far. Like, You know what I mean? Like, but it worked for him. You know, so... Whatever works, whatever works for people, like you know what I mean. Like you have to find something that you're happy with, like you know. Absolutely. Um, tell me about the the mindset required for set play, and especially set play on on such a big stage compared to your your regular, I suppose, match play. I suppose. Look, when when you're playing on the floor in the pro tours, it's the best of eleven up till the semi final where it changes. Um, best of thirteen, best of fifteen. Um, the set play, I've, I I only ever played a set play when I w- played in the World Masters because that's what the format was. It was the best of three legs in a set, which was which was quite daunting, like because it can be over like literally quite fast. Um, the set play in the PDC at the moment on the on the TV is best of best of five sets, but there's five legs in a set, so like you're. you're like worst case scenario, a guy could go in there and win three nil, three nil, three nil. That's no, that's nine, that's nine legs. Like you know what I mean? Like, um, but you know, you just need to win that important one. If it's two all, whether you've the throw or not. My my attitude going into these games and my mindset is is if I can compete in every leg and give myself chances, then I I'm going to be dangerous. Like you know what I mean? Like if I can if I can bring the practice game to the stage next Wednesday. I'll be hard bit. I'll be hard bit. I, I'm confident enough. I'm going to win. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you. I, I, I'm going to win the world championships, but I will take every game as it comes. You know, I, I won't. I won't see past the first game. You know what I mean? Like I, I won't look beyond that. Like I'm not going to think about playing Ross Smith, or I'm not going to be thinking of coming back after Christmas, because Darius is a dangerous player. I've played Darius before. And he, 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 I think he hit a nine after last year on the stage at Ali Pali. So I can't think of anybody else 
right now only the game that I have to play next Wednesday and then I'll think of the next game and so on and so forth but no I, I, I won't look into anything other than the game that's ahead of me Yeah Darius, Darius is certainly a, as he said a dangerous player he's uh, he's had some pretty good moments up on that stage over the past couple of years like you said a nine darter in there as well Yeah like like the thing is right when you're on tour and you're playing these guys these, they, they're, they're talk out holders for a reason they're the best players in the world you know what I mean? Like there are there are tougher games. Don't get me wrong, and there are easier games. But but at the end of the day, you've got to play your game. I can't I can't dictate how he's going to play. You know what I mean? Like, but I know if I play my game, then he's going to have a game on his hands, and and vice versa. Because this is this is what happens on a weekly basis in the PDC. If you if you if you think you you you're going to get to a quarterfinals or a semifinals. Like I know guys, I know guys on the pro tour for years, and they've never even got to a semi final of a pro tour. This will tell you how hard it is. Like it's like you, you can you you can go in there confident, but you have to go in there realistically as well. I've listened to interviews there now from the few games that have just passed me by there on on the TV yesterday and t- this morning, and they're being asked the questions: Can you win it? And their answer is yes, of course we can win it. Technically speaking, that would be the right answer. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't be seen to say, oh, I'm just happy with this win and oh, my, my tournament is up the next one. You know, you have to think that you're going to win it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I would go about my business quite quietly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. In terms of um, logistics and preparation, I'm sure sponsors are hugely important in just getting to London, first of all, before you even throw a dart. Yeah, look, that's that's always that's that's always an issue. Getting help, you know, it's it's not easy. The economy isn't great, you know what I mean. Like, and getting sponsors uh, on a full time basis is, is hard. Like, you know what I mean. Like, but I've been looking off. I've been looking off. I got a, the majority of my sponsors are in the UK. Um, but yeah. Uh, look, I've had guys help me out down through the years, you know, to cover the f- flights or cover the few few pro tours. You know what I mean? Like I can't, you can't knock that. Like, but when when you're looking for a sponsor, like it, it's not small money. Like to keep going, like you know what I mean? Like because it's it's not cheap. Flights, accommodation. Like I'm away for five days next week. Like it's 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 not cheap. Like you know what I mean? Like so I'm very grateful for those people that have contributed down through the years. But um, yeah, it's. It would have been nice. It would have been nice if I was able to secure an Irish sponsor, you know, to, you know, to see promote their business on Sky, like you know what I mean. Like, but unfortunately, that didn't happen this time around, you know. But look, if I make a good show of myself, you never know what happens next year, you know. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, Keane Barry didn't quite perform on the night uh, when he lost to his South African uh, opponent, uh, Samson, I think it was. We speak before Willie O'Connor faces a tough task against Bo Greaves, uh, but plenty of re- representation north and south in Ireland, and it's it's great to see Irish throwers at Ali Pali. Yeah, look, it's it's growing. It's it's growing every year. We 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 get new additions from from Ireland every year. You know, obviously you have the guys that have always been there, the likes of Brendan Dole and the likes of Mickey Mansell, Willie O'Connor. You know, Keane, Stephen Lennon. Okay, Stephen didn't make it this year, like, but but they're all quality throwers. And then when you go north to the border, you you've Nathan Rafferty who won last night, Darrell Gurney. You've got. Um, Josh Rock, yeah, you know what I mean, like so. That and even guys, even guys that are playing modestly, like to carry on. You know, Dart is in a good place at the moment in Ireland. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure you're looking forward as well 
uh, of course of being on the stage but also backstage mixing with everyone and um, I'm sure that's going to be a bit of fun as well and you'll be able to enjoy that experience yeah look uh, we'll have we'll have Laura's coming with me now and they'll, I'm meeting up with Josh Monday when I go over he's playing tomorrow night I'm meeting up with uh, Rob Cross as well Monday and his uh, wife Georgina is coming up as well Like so there'll be a good bit of banter there me, I'm a bit of a messer anyway, so um, I won't. I won't take things too seriously, you know. Um, I, I'll enjoy. I'm going to enjoy the moment as much as I possibly can, regardless of what the result might might throw up. Like you know. Absolutely. Well, John, from from everyone here at Corks Red FM, we're all behind you. Wednesday the 21st. Enjoy the occasion. The very best of luck. The whole of Cork and Ireland will be hoping you can get over the line. Yeah, thanks thanks a million. Hopefully I can do Cork Proud and, and, and get a win under and, and take it from there. Thanks, Aidan. Yeah, great stuff there. John O'Shea, of course, making his uh, debut at Alexandra Palace on Wednesday against Darius Labanowskis. He mentioned Josh Rock, uh, of course, the Antrim youngster who has just exploded onto the scene uh, this year. He takes on Jose Justicia this evening, so hopefully another Irishman can get a win on the board. And like I said, Wednesday then for John against Darius Labanowskis. So the very best of luck to him. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk Gaelic games. I was at the launch of the Munster Hurling League at Co-op Superstores in Raheen in Limerick. Spoke to Pat Ryan, Damien Catalan. We're going to hear from the Kerry and Limerick camps as well. And of course, uh, I spoke to a man who's changing colours. Uh, Owen Kelly, of course, to Barry's own Kelly is going to be a selector with Davy Fitz in 2023. Don't go away. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock. It's halftime at the Aviva Stadium, an empty Aviva Stadium, and Ulster Trail, La Rochelle, 29 points to nil. In the Heineken Champions Cup, we're going to hear from Dennis Leamy a little bit later on ahead of Munster v Northampton tomorrow. But first, uh, we're going to turn our attention to hurling. And I went along to the co-op superstores uh, Munster Hurling League launch for 2023 during the week. And we're going to hear, first of all, from Cork and St. Finbar's player, Damon Catalan. All right, I'm joined by uh, Cork and St. Finbar's hurler Damien Catalan at the launch of the 2023 Munster Hurling League. Uh, Damien, um, I, I suppose I haven't spoken to you since the, the game against Ballier. Um Look, I suppose it was a difficult loss, uh, you know, so close. And How have you kind of reflected on it now a couple of weeks on? Have you sort of just parked it now and moved on from it? Or are you still kind of looking back at it maybe the odd time and thinking about it a few weeks on? I suppose, look, you try and park it as, as, as quick as you can, but you certainly kind of reflect back and see can you take any uh, any learnings or um, you know any improvements from it um, so I suppose look as a group as individuals maybe we've we've gone through it and, and taken what we can from it and I suppose in a, in a couple of weeks again we might meet, meet up as a group and um, and go through it collectively and see uh, see if there's places we can uh, we can improve for the next um, for the coming year 
I suppose how important was it to be like you know a bit of a support network for Ben like having missed the chance towards the end and like for, for a young guy I'm sure that was a really difficult moment but one that hopefully you know he learned from and it'll stand to him in the long run Yeah look I suppose he'd been absolutely exceptional up until last stage you know and even at that you know it's a, it's a hard thing for any uh, any player to do is to to step up with that um, with that sort of pressure to, to strike a, a free on a day like that you know when the conditions weren't perfect um, but look it's an experience for him he's a young young player um, the best of the best of all kind of points accumulators be it Ronan O'Gara and you know Johnny Sexton all these you know the best guys from all different sports um, they've all gone through that period of, of missing um, maybe an important score like and uh, it's a learning for him he'll learn from it he's a good kid and uh, he'll be back stronger for it like yeah I suppose then we're here to launch the Munster League um, I suppose less than a month now and we'll be we'll be into I think you're down in Austin Stack Park for, for the first game um, a new management team it's an exciting project I suppose and the start of it now will be these games in the Munster League Yeah look it's a great it's, it, it's a great um, opportunity for guys I remember um, you know my my first game for, for the Cork Curlers came in a game against Kerry in uh, in a similar you know pre-season competition and um yeah, look, it's a great opportunity to, to get guys together, um, you know, see can we kind of get a run of games under our belt and see what the game plays, you know, explore what our game plan is about in that um, and, you know, just get things underway for the year again. I suppose Tipperary found out the hard way last year. They went down to Chile for the first game and ended up on the losing side for the first time ever, Kerry beating them. And uh, Stephen Malumphy has made a lot of progress to that Kerry team. Do you know, it's a, it's a much different prospect now going to play them in any competition I guess yeah definitely I suppose I think it wasn't so long ago that we went down there was it 2019 I'd say maybe that uh, we went down to Tralee and were beaten down there as well so you know it's, it's not an easy game and um, Kerry Hurling is definitely you know improving in leaps and bounds um, so you know it's a it's a challenge that I suppose we're, we're, we're looking to go down there and um, you know impose our, our, our game plan and impose ourselves on the game and uh, you know I suppose to put ourselves in a good position to get a result down there I know you're only you know a short time into working with Pat already but have you noticed anything so far that, that's different from, from what you've experienced uh, throughout the years with different coaches uh, you know Pat we've worked with Pat before uh, 2016 17 he was there um, then the under 20s I suppose he was involved with a lot of younger guys as well like you know so guys know what Pat's about and Pat's a very positive of guy, uh, great hurling man, and um, you know things are very positive so far, and, and guys are, are, are you know hard at work, uh, which is important. Um, but you know enjoying it as well, and uh, that's a, a massive part of of Pat's philosophy is you know working hard, but really enjoying that hard work as well. You know, so um, yeah, look, things are, are are really good so far, and we're 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 looking forward to, to getting started with the games and that. I suppose it would be no harm to pick up a trophy early on in the year by taking home the, the trophy over there as well. It would be a good start. Yeah, any year you bring home. Any silverware is a, is a, is a, is a decent year. There's no t- bad time of year to be bringing home silverware. So, um, you know, every competition that you go into, make no bones about it, every competition that you go into, you're, you're, you're going out to try and win it. Um, sometimes it, it works out, other times it doesn't. But, um, yeah, we'll be going and, and, and trying to, to get as much as we can out of it 
it and um, see can we get a run of games and a couple of wins yeah I think everyone knows that there's plenty of talent in Cork and there's a fine squad there is it just about you know getting into a place where they can just express that and go on the pitch and, and just play the way that we, 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 we've all seen the play you know club games and maybe they've shown more the players certain players have shown more with their clubs than when they're in a Cork jersey is it just maybe bringing that into the fold now and Putting, putting the squad in a place where all those players can just express that talent they have? Yeah, I think so. Look, in every sport, there's there's levels, you know, and as you go up the levels from, from junior club right up to, to senior club and then from from that on to senior inter-county, there's, there's levels and you have to go up the, the levels with it. Um, but you can't forget what you're, what you're good at either, you know. Um, and I think that, I suppose, the group of players we have are, are really talented and I think we just need to kind of back ourselves now to... To go out and um, express express that talent as, as best we can. Um, look, if we can if we can do that, and we we bring the best of ourselves, and it's not good enough at the end of the day. It's not good enough. Um, but you'd be hoping that uh, that it would be good enough. Yeah, absolutely, Damon. Thanks. Best of luck for the year. Damon Catalan there speaking at the launch of the 2023 Munster Hurling League. Here is the Cork manager, Pat Ryan. Okay, I'm here at the launch of the Munster Hurling League for 2023 and I'm joined by the Cork Hurling boss, Pat Ryan. Uh, Pat, like I said, it's the first time I've got to talk to you since you got the job. Um, what's it been like the last couple of months? Uh, has, has life changed any bit at all? Or maybe in a month's time you might have a, a different answer once once things get going. But uh, how's, how's life been the last couple of months since you got the job? That's good. Look, look, look very exciting look, to be involved in this role. And obviously putting plans in place to get back training. And look, sure, look, it's fantastic to be back training. You know, and looking forward to matches. Looking forward to the Co-op Super Souls League starting in the in, um, first week of January and stuff like that. So uh, we can't wait for that to get going. Your first test is uh, down in Chile against Kerry. Uh, Tipperary uh, got a, a bit of a rude awakening there last year when they went down there. Um, so I suppose, you know, it's, it's great to be going down to Kerry like, and it'll be an important game for them. Uh, it, it playing the, the kind of Munster level team, you know, that they won't get to face really for the rest of the year. So it's uh, it's going to be a tough test, and, and you'll have to be you'll have to be ready for it. Oh yeah, I would have shattered it. Look, look, I think I think the last time we went down as well, we were actually beating ourselves. I think uh, I think John Moyle was in charge at the time. Um, so look, look, obviously Kerry are making great strides and, and uh, look, a huge hurling pocket there in North Kerry. So look, we'll be taking that very seriously. We go down there. Look, we'll be hoping for our lads put in a big performance. Look, obviously we're in um, picking a panel mode at the moment as well. So every fella has, has to put their best foot forward they want to be making our panel going forward so we'd be expecting a big performance against Curry. How useful is this competition so early on in the year so it's particularly for you it's great to get a few games on board and, and get your feet under the table and in terms of seeing players and who you want to bring with you into the league it, it can be very useful I imagine Oh yeah it's fantastic Look, it gives us a, as a new management team coming in you know, obviously there's a lot more add-ons with, 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 with senior hurling into county senior hurling than it would be even with under 20 so look it, it gives us um, you know putting our plans in place of how we deal on match day how we deal around the dressing room and that type of stuff it's fantastic and look obviously you can't beat where there's structure of games that's happening and you know they'll all be played in good facilities with good management good uh, referees and all that type of stuff around it so um, look, fantastic for us as a, as a county to get going I think we had a very positive uh, championship in Cork both hurling and football really um, obviously it was disappointing the way that, that St Finbar's lost to Bellier but it was a very close game and um, you know 
you'll have seen plenty of players you can see plenty of, of players who want are capable of throughout that championship it was a really exciting championship and one where we saw you know different clubs making their mark and like that you get to see more players then and I know maybe some of the old heads probably had, had their say in the championship this year but there was still been plenty of young talents on show as well yeah look, look I think look since the restructuring of the, the, the Cork championship has made a huge difference um, look obviously gives players regular games and look regular games means the club, clubs get better and stuff like that like so look we were delighted with the standard of the games and the standard of the competition and it looked I think the standard of refereeing has gone up in Cork as well I think um, look there's a lot more physicality being allowed in the game I think that's obvious to everybody and I think look credit goes to Niall Barrett and his staff there and, and, and referees and what they're doing in that so uh, look delighted with the way that has developed over the last couple of years and it, look, it makes it makes my job easier and makes my job easier to pick fellas who are used to being competitive you know you mentioned physicality I imagine that's a huge area you'll be looking to improve on in 2023 like we see the way Limerick are and their size and what they can do on a pitch I imagine you're, that you're looking at that as a benchmark to try and get up to that level physicality wise yeah look, look, look obviously look you're trying to improve your physicality all the time and look it's it's not looking at any other counties or what they're doing it's it's we, we need to be as physical as we can be and, and look fellas are developing very well inside the gym and like that but it look look physicality is an attitude it's a mindset as well not just not just big you strong men so look we're looking for a mindset to change in that that we're, we're really competitive and you know we're up for the fight every time we go out and play having been involved with uh, Cork underage teams for the past five or six years you, you know you have a great idea of what's out there and I imagine you'll take great pride in bringing through some of those players and giving them their senior their first maybe senior games as well yeah exactly look, look those players have been brilliant for us when we've been involved as a management team with them you know so fantastic but look a lot of the credit for them to being where they are now at the moment is to themselves their families and their clubs you know we only had them for a small part of the time so look there were a lot of them coming I won't say ready made but we'd like to think we, we maybe um, knocked off a few edges on them but look they came in as fantastic players for us and we were thrilled with um, how they're performing and look as I said look, we know the type of characters they are which is great you know we know the characters of our players that we're getting so that's a huge, a huge advantage for us Going into the year I'm sure you have goals and you have things that you want to achieve is maybe picking up a league title something you're looking at this year in your first season to just you know get get things rolling on a, on a positive note yeah well, I suppose look our job our job really is look that we take every game as serious as we can and we see where that takes us look I suppose our, our main focus is on is on Waterford on the 30th of, on 30th of April then followed by Tipperary six days later so that that, that, that six days is going to be used there new time for us to home and Parky Keeve but look we need to set we need to set the, the ball rolling and starting off in the Cove Super Stores League the way we want to play what the level expectation we want from the players and how they represent the jersey and then carry that through the league every time you know so that's um, look I, I think look will we be taking the league seriously we've taken every game seriously um, but look at the same time we need to train hard during the league as well so that we're ready for championship there was a huge narrative last year about the way teams peaked coming into the season and you know I suppose there's a massive uh, sort of emphasis on, on the way Watford kind of seemed to peak for the league and really just fell flat in the championship do you, what do you make of that narrative? Do you think maybe just Watford just didn't really perform the championship for, for other reasons? Or do you, do you think maybe there was a bit of an element of Watford peak too early in the season? I, I wouldn't think so. Look, I look to be honest, they had a fantastic management team last year that had no gone into Tipperary. Look, I think uh, Liam Cahill has used the peak. I think, I think it's just, to be honest, I think, I think look, Cork, Cork got a momentum on him below and Watford Park was part that day. Our lads were hurt from the performances and what was said about them after the Limerick and Clare games. And look, sometimes they were probably around Waterford and fellas were reading into it and telling him that they were going to be Cork Andy and unfortunately then for them not, not unfortunately for us but unfortunately for them look they caught Cork on a very very good day and um, look they weren't ready to, they weren't able to come out of it in the end but look as regards 
questioning whether they were overpeaked. I, I, you know, a, a, a lad like Liam Cahill and Michael Beavens, they have huge uh, experience in preparing teams. So, you know, I, would, I wouldn't think that had anything to do with it, you know. Yeah, Pat Ryan there speaking at the launch of the 2023 Munster Hurling League. We're going to hear from uh, Kerry and Limerick who are in Cork's group and uh, Cork will play Kerry in Assistack Park in Chile on January the 5th. Here is Kerry selector Pat Bennett. Positive competition for Kerry last year. A huge day in Tralee against Tipperary. A massive win, a historic win. And uh, hopefully maybe the, the same again in January. Yeah, look... Um well, what the important thing from Kerry is to be playing all these monster teams, right? And you're playing at a higher level, and you're playing McLean McCarthy teams. So, like, this is only going to improve us as a team is going to improve us. And like the win against Tip, even even though Tip were missing a few last year, you know, it was still good. It was good for morale. It was good for everybody. And look, this is where we have to aim. We want to aim to be playing these teams every day. These are the teams we want to be playing against, you know. And we have to go and reach that level. Will he be looking at using then, you know, kind of 30 plus fellas in, in the Munster Hurling League with, with the couple of games that are there? Will he be just getting as as, ma- as as much game time into as many different guys as possible? Or will he be using it to set up the league campaign and get a rhythm going within, you know, a, a 20, 25 ish uh, panel of players that, that you want for the league? Yeah, we have, uh, we've, we've, we have a couple of 15 on 15 matches that we've played already. Plus, we have um, we've matches set up in January as well. So, I think. In the Munster League, you know, teams aren't going to come to Austin Stacks now and take us lightly, so they're going to come fairly strong, and we have to be ready, you know, with the team that, that we think is at the moment is our best team, and we're going to play with that. And like, we don't want to dilute it, we, we want to make sure that we are competing because we want to compete with these guys, and like, we want to win at the end of the day. We're going to win, like, we've got Cork on the, on the fifth, and it's, it's you know, that's daunting enough when they're coming to town, and then we've got Limerick. All Ireland champions, you know. So, like, we want guys wanting to play against them. So, like, if you do it, you wear on your jersey, and then we don't want to take it off easy, and we don't want to dilute it. So, I think like we will be going for those two matches, and then we've, we've, we've seen it, nearly everybody with the ball got game time. So, we've seen an awful lot of them, and it's about us and about coming to the next level, and that's he's playing these teams, you know. Cork will also face a Limerick in that group. Here is former Limerick player and now selector Don Logrady. Um, you, you face Cork, which will be an interesting game, I'm sure. Um, Pat's first game is, is against Kerry. Uh, so look, it, it's it's good. I suppose these preseason games, you know, it, it's good to, to, to get to get the ball rolling on the season. Yeah, uh, very important. I think it's great to come back with a competitive match, isn't it? So um, yeah, so we've Cork and our sorry Kerry and Cork in the, in the first two games, which will be uh, which will be great just to get back on the pitch and. Maybe looking for a game or two in January might be hard because if we if we didn't have this um, this co-op um, Munster League, so it's been great. Two competitive games. Um, looking forward to it. Obviously, there'll be Fitzgibbon Cup lads on on, uh, on all counties in the group. So whether they'll be available or not is, is for another day. But um, yeah, looking forward to it. And I think the lads are just kind of looking forward to getting back as well. No, no, it'll be interesting because you're going to have Pat fresh with Cork. Limerick anxious to get back at it. Kerry saying, Do you know what, we'll have a cut off uh, off board. So yeah, it's great that the group is kind of set up that way as well. You know, so we don't have to travel too far in here when we're when we're playing either county. Exactly, yeah. Um, looking at the league then, of course, uh, not too far away either. Um, look, I, I think a lot of people spoke about your league campaign last year, and look, at the end of the day, it didn't mean much. You went on to win the Munster and All-Ireland, but will you, looking to, will you be looking to maybe try and pick up a title this year and 
maybe you know get a few more wins in the league than, than what he did last year yeah I think last year like we were very disappointed with the results in the league there, there was no stage we were beating 12-14 points you know um, like we'd be disappointed now there's no doubt and maybe not going back trend until, Jan, or in, until January um, played its part in that you know and um, that was hard to take because the boys are they don't like losing you know and it can bring its own maybe not disappointment after a morale could be that bit lower than normal you know so you know yourself like winning means everything whether it's a league game or it just it, you know you get great confidence out of it and um, no it'd be nice to start off the year with yeah, Owen Kelly is going to be a selector with Davy Fitz and Warford for 2023, of course. Tipperary All-Ireland winner. I met up with him also at the launch at the Co-op Superstores Monster Hurling League. I'm joined by uh, a legend of the game, Owen Kelly. Uh, Owen, you're, I suppose, different colours for 2023. Uh, you're a selector with Waterford. Um, I'm sure you're looking forward to the season ahead. Yeah, definitely. And the Monster League is going to kick it off now and you get a chance to get to see some new players, young players, guys putting in a lot of effort and training now, see what they're like and uh, the Monster Championship is always competitive when I played it and myself was competitive and it hasn't changed it's actually more competitive now with the round robin so something to look forward to there now and uh, look all the water without this year and I'm looking forward to it excited about it and you know enjoying it so far even though it's just a pre-season trend that's going on now Yeah I suppose it's a bit of new and old in Waterford with, with Davy going back and look obviously it's a huge story whenever Davy's around he's one of the you know biggest characters in the GAA and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people just in Munster excited that he's back coaching a team in the championship again I think so and look he's probably one of the long, longest serving GA managers you know, since Brian Cody has stepped away now he probably is the longest serving GA manager maybe that's that's out there and, and the experience and I suppose the hunger and drive he brings to it is is, is, is admirable like you know I see that with him like he's he still has that hunger for the game like and that's incredible you know considering all the, the years that, that he's done and you know, look, he's a former All-Ireland win manager then with Clare so I suppose you know, He's an experienced manager coming into into Waterford, so um, they're delighted to have him and, and, to, and a guy that's bringing that experience. Yeah, you personally must be very excited to be working alongside him and to be learning from him and watching him on the training pitch. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, um, previously worked with Liam Sheedy, another all Ireland win manager, so to work with uh, Davy Fitz is going to be brilliant going forward. And you no, know, in this game you're always learning, you're always picking up new experiences and learning, and uh, that's uh, that's the thing with it. Every day is is a school day, as they say. So you never stop learning. In, in this game and you know, it has moved on it has moved on in the last couple of years again and it'll move on again I'm sure in the next few years but it's, uh, it's ex- exciting times Yourself and uh, Liam Cattle are passing you by in the border I suppose uh, figuratively um, you're going into a project that he has left and he's coming in obviously back into Tipperary again it'll be an interesting it, it is obviously going to be a lot of media attention on that but it is going to be interesting I suppose Yeah it probably will and look I think Liam Cal had brilliant days with Waterford you know and getting to the final in 2020 you know he really lifted their game and they were very exciting to watch under under Link Al and I'm sure he'll bring the same thing to Tipperary and you know with Tipperary he's won minor All-Irelands and under 20 and 21 All-Irelands with that, that group of players so I think he's the right fit for, for the Tip team at the age profile that the young the guys are at there now so you know for Tip it's, ex- it's exciting times ahead as well I 
Well, just before Andy was even mentioned, Limerick they were at the top of their game the last couple of years, so you know, they're probably we're all probably in the chase and back to Limerick. But that's when you get involved in teams and in, in competitions to see can you can you get up to a level to take them on and I'm sure the Corks, Tips, Waterfords and Clares, that's what we'll be looking to do. I suppose you, you meet each other in this competition in the Munster Hurling League, which will be an interesting day for you, I suppose. It'll be a strange one, but an interesting one. Yeah, it'll probably be a strange day, but uh, look, you'll experience, uh, I'll experience a, new, a new thing that day as well, but it will be, and look, at the end of the day, you'll probably be giving players experience and seeing what they're like with their first time maybe playing inter-county match and that, and that's the exciting thing. That's where you get your buzz, seeing players developing and training and then seeing can they bring it to the the, the playing pitch and uh, look once the game starts you just focus on your team and seeing how you can maybe out, outwit the opposition or maybe they're after making a move and seeing how you can stop that so that's that's what you're involved in that's, the, that's the enjoyment in it I suppose the belly gunner guys are going to be huge when they come back whenever their campaign does end you know to be playing such high quality games all the time deep into the winter like it's going to stand to them majorly come, come this, the championship time Season. Most definitely, yeah, yeah. and in the club environment they're in with Ballygunner is very, very strong, like very healthy, and you know, it's of inter-county standard. That's why they're competing in all our club finals and winning them. So you know, they'll bring a great buzz back in, and you know, Davy has left those guys alone with Ballygunner to do their thing, and I suppose they have a big game coming now against Ballyhill Shamrock. So it's going to be um, great to have them back in when they eventually come back in. So they're, uh, they're a great, great team. There's a great hunger in, in Waterford, obviously, and there'll be a lot of expectation as well now. This group have shown what they're capable of over the last couple of years, and it'll be all about picking up a bit of silverware, though, I suppose, at the, at the end of the season. Yeah, sure. I think that's what every team's goal is, what they set out with, you know what I mean? But, like, look, you, you break it back down to even the Munster Championship, like, Waterford have to get out of Munster, like, first, you know what I mean? And that's going to be a, a hard task. And then you can bring it back to the league. You know, Waterford probably will try to see, can they blood some new players in the league as well? Like, so, there's all different goals and different challenges along the way obviously the ultimate goal for every team is to win the All-Ireland in, in, at the end of the year but uh, you know, there's, I know when Liam Shady took over us over years ago he's talked about the journey like, and I think that is something that you only realise when you're involved like that teams make progress and progression and then they get to a certain stage and I suppose the stage is to put yourself in the picture in those finals Like, but there's a lot of hard work to be done and a lot of luck needed along the way too to put yourself in those positions but and what will have been there in the so that's the goal that's the challenge and that's why we all we all knock it down this time of the year try and prepare your team as best as you can and uh, sure water no different than any other teams in the, in the Munster Championship they're all putting the work in now absolutely well on very best look for the season thanks a minute yeah Owen Kelly there speaking at the launch of the Munster Hurling League uh, let's quickly now just hear from Munster coach Dennis Leamy Munster looking to bounce back from last week's defeat in the Heineken Champions Cup they're going away to take on Northampton the boys you know acquitted themselves very well obviously you know we never want to lose in Tolman Park uh, but I think there was loads of good stuff from our point of view both sides of the ball in terms of how we defended phase play how we attacked in phase play um, you know we had some great moments at scrum time you know so there was loads of good stuff you know but you're against a quality side you know you'd have to say you know they're up there and the the top two or three in Europe really uh, they posed us loads of uh, loads of questions and, and by and large I think our boys responded really really well um, you know we got caught uh, a couple of times in terms of um, you know just in terms of reads uh, out of mall plays and stuff like that but these are things we can improve on and um, you know all in all I think we'd be 
disappointed with how it went, how it, with the result, but in, t- in terms of a performance, uh, there was loads of good in it. You know, I've been involved in the game a long time myself, and, and uh, you know, you see big men, you're used to seeing big men, but, you know, you did take a... I must admit, I, I took a second look at uh, Miafu and these guys. They're, they're proper mountains, they really are, and um, I thought in phase play we did really well against them. Um, you know, I think uh, Dupont find a, found a little bit of a hole at one stage off a good work from his pack, but by and large our phase play D after after three phases was really really good, really tight. Um, it's obviously difficult in those those tight exchanges in the mall where you're against sheer body weight, just trying to find your slots, trying to get there early. It's tough. It's tough against men like that, but. Um, you know we dug we dug in well we dug in well we had we had difficult moments at times but look true to our boys they're brave you know they get stuck in and um, you know we're we're working hard there's no doubt about that yeah we're very much a work in progress that that's that's definitely a fact and you know we're just just after doing a really good session there in Tomlin Park um, really really good quality it was our first time getting out on the pitch this week and. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to leave that there. Munster taking on Northampton tomorrow. Rory is going to have loads of reaction to that game on tomorrow evening's Big Red Bench. He'll also have loads of reaction, of course, to the World Cup final. France taking on Argentina in Qatar. That's it for us. If you missed the show, you can catch up on redfm.ie, the Big Red Bench podcast, and all major podcast platforms. Stevie G is on the way next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.